32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Thanks for joining us once again on 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Active David Katz. We are in August and we have made August Fat Month. We've talked uh, about uh, low fat versus sort of high fat dairy. Mark Wolf's given us this sort of lowdown on, on what that means. But today I want to look at something that's, I wouldn't call it a new fad because it's been around for a while, but the banting, the LCHF diet. Uh, it's all the rage looking more at fats, high fats, and sort of low carbohydrates. So, Mark, for people out there who don't know what the Banting diet is about, uh, just give them a sort of a rough idea. I think, uh, simply put, Dave, it's, uh, it's basically lower, lo- lowering your carbohydrate intake significantly. Um, in most people, under 50 to even down to under 30 grams of carbohydrates per day. And basically increasing the fat in your diet and utilizing fat as your main source of energy and becoming more fat efficient. And, you know, a lot of people say, what's, what's suitable for me? You know, low carb, high fat, high fat, uh, or, or, you know, low fat, high carb, etc. I mean, to me, I think that each person needs to eat what's unique for them. So uh, what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for the next. Uh, everybody's got tolerances and intolerances to certain foods. Um, and it's a matter of trying to figure out what works best for us. So the way I look at it, first of all, I and mean, we'll get to defining sort of low carb and high fat and uh, high carb, low fat. But the way I look at it is that, uh, you know, we all, we're all genetically different. We, we, we're born with different genes. And obviously also by, by, by what we consume as we go through life, I mean, we know that food will impact us uh, differently, you know, from one person to the next. But without a doubt, there are a lot of people out there that are co- what I call carbohydrate intolerant or or sugar intolerant, for example, is is another one, and um, and and those are the kind of people that that would probably have to limit carbohydrate intake in their diets and uh, and and try and balance it uh, out a little bit more. Uh, and some people uh, they can eat as many carbs as they want, and they don't tend to they don't actually tend to to, to have it impacting them much. But I think the problem is is that um, we also need to have a look at the health aspects of both. But let's first have a look at, at a typical low-carb or, or, or high-carb diet. So basically, if we're looking at low-carb, high-fat, for example, um, if you're looking at the Banting community, generally they try and cut their carbohydrate intake down to definitely under 50 grams of carbohydrates per day. Some even go as low as under 30 grams of carbohydrates per day. And uh, it's really a matter of actually um, increasing ketone levels in the blood, which basically is uh, a form of fat for fuel. So increasing the free fatty acid availability, which can be utilized to, uh, to fuel the body. So the body becomes what, what, what is deemed to be is more close to or into a ketogenic state, uh, and then the body would basically be able to fuel itself uh, primarily from a, fat, from a fat source and not have to rely on any um, carbohydrate sources uh, for fuel. And uh, if we're looking at uh, a higher-carb diet, I mean, Eating a high carbohydrate diet definitely puts uh, 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 carbs into the body, which are obviously converted into glucose, and the body's going to get rid of that glucose before it does anything else. So obviously, uh, in, in that state, I mean, the body is constantly burning off glucose as a, as a form of fuel as opposed to burning off fat as a, as a form of fuel. And, and if we look at those two diets, that's generally, uh, from one extreme to the other extreme, that's generally how those two uh, types of eating um, uh, affect us on a physiological uh, sort of basis. 
I think the biggest problem that we're seeing at the moment is that people are looking for a quick fix for everything. Um, and that's happening in, a, in the eating world a lot, is that everybody looking for a quick fix, etc. So, look, I mean, from a personal perspective, I mean, I've been the, the low-carb, high-fat route. Uh, I've been uh, the high-carb route. And uh, I've, I also periodized carbohydrates as well. So, do what's called carbohydrate periodization, which is e- increasing carbohydrate when it's required and decreasing when it's required. And I think what works for me uh, best is actually periodizing carbohydrates. And I've, I've seen that that works very, very well for most people. So, you know, being an athlete and training heavily all the time, I mean, obviously you're burning off a higher amount of calories. And, yes, you can still be fat efficient by periodizing carbohydrates. And when I use the word fat efficient, I'm talking about the fact that uh, you can still be very good at burning off fat at slightly higher intensities during exercise and not have to rely too much on carbohydrate intake. However, I still feel that carbohydrates are a necessity. Um, And one of the things that uh, I've got is a slight autoimmune disorder. So the thing is, is that when I do reduce my carbohydrate intake significantly, and I put myself through um, uh, bouts of uh, high volume training periods, and I actually end up getting ill a a lot more frequently. And so by increasing my carbohydrate intake slightly, I found my immune system to be a lot stronger. And, uh, and I generally cope with exercise a lot more. So, I mean, you can see by what I'm telling you is that everybody's got different needs and requirements. Some people exercise, some people don't exercise. And I think it's a matter of deciding, you know, looking at, it, at the kind of foods that you eat and then deciding, is that suitable for me? Should I go low carb? Should I go high carb? Or, or what's best for the kind of training or the kind of active lifestyle that I actually lead? And, and it's a matter of working around that. Now, whether you're banting or not, uh, it is a good idea, isn't it, to look at the sort of cleaner carbs in a sense or the, the more natural than the refined. And, and that's the one thing I like about the banting diet is that it's, you know, it's trying to get people to eat more ref- or, or less refined foods. Well, that's one thing I agree with. So, I mean, also if you look at paleo, you're talking about unrefined foods as well. So, um, which is not, it's not necessarily a high fat diet. Paleo is not a high fat diet, you know, low carb high fat is different. But the thing is, is, is to me, yes, natural eating is, is a hundred percent key. Uh, if you look at a, a banting diet, yes, your carbohydrate intake in the form of vegetables is going to be a lot higher, um, or healthy carbs are going to be a lot higher than anything else. Obviously starches are sort of pushed aside a lot. And, um, and obviously fruits are limited excessively. I mean, even down to a, a really small amount each, each day. Um, the, the, the fat intake obviously needs to be higher. The problem with the low-carb, high-fat eaters is they tend to overeat fat. And when they tend to overeat fat, thinking they can eat as much fat as they want, that's when they tend to actually gain weight because the amount of fat, obviously, per gram is nine calories as opposed to four, and people end up putting on excessive weight. So when they, 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 you're supposed to eat in a banting diet, you're supposed to eat the amount of fat that's going to keep you feeling fuller for longer, and obviously it will limit your, your food intake. The problem is, is that some people don't know what those measurements are. They tend to overdo it. So I think that that's, that is always a risk. Uh, another thing that I'm uh, a big fan of when it comes to eating fats is I prefer – uh, going for uh, the obviously uh, unsaturated as opposed to saturated fats, um, and to me that's to me that's more key. I'm I'm not a big fan of eating animal-based uh, fat products. I mean, uh, in 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 generally low-carb, high-fat eating. I mean, it is uh, they say it's fine, you can do it, etc. 
But I just find that uh, from a, a vegetable fat point of view, and I'm talking healthy fat, so whether it's uh, flaxseed or uh, whether it's chia seeds or uh, whether it's sesame seed paste or whatever it is, uh, olive oil, coconut oil, these kind of things, I find that those to be more, more beneficial and, and far more useful to me as an athlete than going and eating a lot of animal fat sources. And, and it's just, just, just uh, you know, that's personal preference. I mean, everybody's different. Um, I'm not a big meat eater by any means, so uh, I, prefer, I prefer the vegetarian-based stuff. I also just think it's a lot cleaner, and, and I like it. Uh, as far as a, a slightly higher-carb eater goes, so a higher-carb, low-fat eater, again, you, you need to be careful as to what carbohydrates you're eating. You can't go and you know, eat every carbohydrate you want. You need to try and keep it clean. And again, I would suggest having a look at more vegetable-based carbohydrates. Um, a higher-carb eater can, has also got a, a little bit more variety and probably broader-based fruit carbohydrate intake, which is also very critical because you can get a lot of good nutrients from different fruits. Uh, after one, I mentioned, I think, in a previous podcast, uh, I love mango. I don't know why, but when I train hard and heavy, I, I get mango cravings. I don't go mad and eat it like crazy, but I limit my, my intake, and I actually quite like it as a fruit. I love berries, all different types of berries, etc. but they're not excessive as far as carbs go. And also, I would look at a starch that's probably more alkaline as opposed to acidic. So just two examples there. I'm not saying oats is a bad starch. It's not a bad starch, but it is an acidic starch, whereas a millet, which could be a replacement for oats, is more an, an alkaline starch. So we can look at these two different types of eating, and I think it's just a matter of trying to find a balance. I don't think any eating should be sacrificial. You need to find what works for you. You need to enjoy your food, definitely. Uh, some people can overeat on health. Um, and, and that's not good. It means that you're not eating correctly if you've always got cravings and you're eating healthily. So it's just a matter of finding what works. But generally, I would say go natural and go for clean, uh, and that's the way to do it. Whether it's a point of low-carb, high-fat, or, or, or high-carb, low-fat, I think it's a matter of deciding what kind of person are you, what kind of physique you have, what kind of food intolerances do you have, and then to try and sort of work a eating framework around that that's suitable for your specific needs. Well, if you do have any more questions around the subject, you can uh, email coach at 32gi.com. And uh, also, if you'd like to pose a question that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, you can also send that through to coach at 32gi.com. I'll uh, put that on the show notes. You can click straight through. Uh, Mark, next week, I want to touch on something, becoming fat efficient, looking at athletes. I know some athletes are trying this at an option, but what does it mean if you're doing these really long-distance endurance events? But tune in next week. That will be our subject. From myself, Mr. Active David Katz, and Mark Wolf, we'll catch up with you next time on 32GI Sports Nutrition. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.